what in the world just happened? We went from the best decade in modern history of economics prosperity to falling off of a financial cliff where businesses can't even keep their doors open. What has happened and what can we learn from this? And more importantly, what should you be doing right now to ensure your future prosperity? Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 50 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. It's my birthday today when this episode is going live. And uh, I want to talk real and talk honestly to you right now. A lot is going on in the world, and two things I want to bring your attention to before we jump into this episode. One, I had a few episodes pre-recorded. I always batch these, and I had a few in the pipeline already um, that just when I started to look at what was happening around us in this world didn't seem to fit. They seemed out of place. They didn't seem sensitive enough to what's going on right now. They certainly didn't seem helpful. And so I trashed them. They were good episodes, and I hope to come back to those topics in the future at some point, but I've trashed them. I've come back in the office. I'm re-recording brand new episodes literally right up into the minute, it seems, to get on the more relevant topic of what's happening in our world right now. So this is fresh. This is going to be speaking to you about what is happening and how I can help you and how you can help yourself. And related to that, before we jump in, I am seeing so many people say, oh my gosh, Graham, I should have started an online business months ago, years ago. What was I thinking? Or I've been wanting to do one, but putting it off. And now I'm realizing, crap, I lost my job. I'm stuck at home. It would be really nice right now to have another income stream, even if it was $1,000 a month or $2,000 a month would help a ton right now because my once secure nine to five is now gone. I've been furloughed or I've just been laid off completely or the entire industry is decimated and probably will take months or years to rebuild. I wish I had an online business. What can I do now? I can help you. I have put together a guide for you called my 30-Day Online Income Jumpstart Guide. This is material that I have taught before in other places, so some of you might already have some of this material, but I put it together, I've updated it a bit, and I've put it into a simple checklist of how to go from no idea for a business, no business period, to making money 30 days from now. It's a four-week checklist. Literally, if I had no audience today and I were in your shoes today and I was stuck at home with time on my hands and an internet connection, what would I do to make some money in the next four weeks? It is step-by-step, what tools to use, how to do it, what to do week one, what to do week two, week three, week four, how to monetize what you know, what you're good at. If you've never done it before, I hold your hand through this process. It's a simple PDF. I was just trying to think of what could I do to help you if you need to make money right now. Now, will it be a six-figure business in four weeks? Heck no. If you can figure out how to do that, call me, tell me, because I would like to be able to do that. It takes longer than four weeks to create that kind of income, but if you just need some money right now to survive, this will help you. And more importantly than survive, and we're going to talk about this a little bit in this episode, is it will help you start something for your future. This isn't a quick fix. This is also your long-term future. I believe 
I've been on the online business game for over a decade. I've been preaching it for a few years now for other people to get on this train. And it's proven once again that now more than ever is the time to be in the online business space, whatever the topic, whatever the niche. So I want you to have this guide. It's absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart to get my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. And you'll learn step-by-step how to launch your online business and make money in the next four weeks. I really hope that helps you. And please download it and and implement it and keep me posted on your success. Um, Today, I want to look at three lessons that we have learned, if hopefully we've learned them by now, after a decade of prosperity all over the world. But I'm going to speak specifically to America, but this has been true all over the world. Um, What the heck happened? Like, I understand the global situation that we're in with the virus. I understand, you know, shutting down workplaces and public places and airplanes and hotels. I, I understand how, how we got here. I get it. That kind of thing, this, this virus and, and how fast it spread and how it's impacted the world, like, no one could predict that. I'm not worried about how come we didn't predict this. There's so much in the world that we didn't predict. September 11th, the attacks in, in New York City and in America on September 11th, no one would have ever predicted that, at least in the U.S. So, of course, this is always going to happen. Something is always going to happen that we would be like, oh my gosh, I never saw this coming. That's called life, my friend. So I'm not surprised that something crazy has happened. I'm not even surprised that we've had to shut things down and the economic effects it's having are real and it makes sense and it hurts my heart. But what is surprising to me is how when businesses are forced to close, even for two weeks, they're having to lay off everybody. Like entire businesses are just shutting their doors. Entire industries are starting to crumble after just a few weeks of not being able to make sales. Like, whoa, Warren Buffett has the greatest a statement or phrase or whatever. And he usually talks about it in relation to investing in the stock market. He's one of the greatest investors of our time, billionaire. He says, when the tide goes out, you can see who is skinny dipping. Or if you don't know that phrase, who was swimming naked, right? When, when the tide goes out, you can be like, oh, I can see who actually had swimsuits on and who was swimming naked the whole time. The, well, the tide just went out in our global economy, especially here in the US. And all of a sudden we can see who was running their business paycheck to paycheck for whatever reason. There's different reasons why you do that. Both profitable and non-profitable businesses are shown to be running themselves paycheck to paycheck and they are falling apart at the seams after just a few weeks of having to stop, cut off their sales pipelines. Dude, that's insane. That's That, that should not be happening. For example, let's talk about the airline industry. And if you're in the airline industry, I'm not coming down on you. I'm just shocked at what's been going on. The airline industry, specifically in the U.S., has had a decade of immense prosperity, record profits in the billions every year with a B, billion dollars of worth of profit, not revenue, right? Because they have high expenses. Revenue numbers mean nothing for any business. What matters is your profit, right? 
they have to pay for airplanes, they have to pay for fuel. Like their expenses are ridiculous. I'm talking on top, after their expenses and everyone's paid, they're having billions of dollars a year of profit for a decade. And now that they've had to cancel most flights and most flights are empty, they're going to our federal government asking for a bailout because they're like, we're gonna go bankrupt. Where did all that money go? Where did the billions of dollars of profit go? To their shareholders, okay? I mean, I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but basically this is what's happened. The airline industry is like, we're gonna just pass on all our profits to our shareholders, which is great for the shareholders, and I own stock at a lot of airlines. That's great, but you don't give it all back to the shareholders as if it's just a party that's gonna continue and continue Basically, we just realized, and I'm picking on the airline industry, it's true for many other industries, we just realized that the entire U.S. airline industry, which has been crushing it for a decade after climbing out of the last recession, hasn't been saving any money. There's, there's really no emergency fund for the business because they're like, oh, sales are down, we're out of money, we need help, government. No, you don't need help. You shouldn't need help. You've been rolling in the dough for 10 years. What did you do with that money? You lived large. You lived large and didn't set any of it aside. So there are so many industries that this is proving to be true. Even small businesses. This is more notorious for small businesses, right? They run their businesses paycheck to paycheck. Sales come in, revenue comes in, they pay their employees, they pay their rent, they pay their expenses, they pay themselves a little salary. And they're basically just self-sustaining, which is the American dream to have a little small business and provide for yourself. But all of a sudden, when they have to close their doors for two weeks or a month or 90 days, they, they're they like, my business is gonna be gone. Why? Why? Unless you've got like 500 employees and like a, a, a you're in only in the travel industry or whatever it might be, like there's probably no reason why you should have to shut your doors other than you have no money. There's no money in the business to sustain you. It, this, is, this is insanity right now. Um, what what I want to do, I'm not trying to just pick on people. That's not the point of this episode. I'm trying to paint the picture of like what the heck just happened, right? I understand that we're all suffering. Every My sales are down. Every Everybody I know that has a business's revenue is down. I think things can pick up because certain industries, like now that people are home, they might still have some money to spend, but we're all going to suffer financially, every industry for a while, because this thing is affecting every industry, right? Almost, that's not true. Some industries are doing really, really well. But a majority of the industries are, are being affected. All of us are gonna suffer for a while, but eventually this will be over. The, 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 the virus will be slowed and stopped. Eventually we'll be able to reopen our doors. I don't know if, if what the timeline is. There's people are debating that right now that are smarter than me and, and they don't even know. We're all, we're all guessing. But at some point in the future, this will all die down. We'll be able to reopen our doors and then we will have to climb back to whatever version of reality exists. And we will get back to normalcy. We always do. There have been crazier crises than this, right? This is just different than all the other ones. And every time we claw back, but the problem is most businesses, I, in my opinion, if they were doing things right, should be able to exist even if they don't make money for a few months. And then after they're able to open their doors again, they should be able to rebuild. There are some lessons here. Guys, we've just ended the longest bull market in the stock market's history. 
in, in like 200 years, we've never had, it was just over 11 years of growth without a recession or a major stock market correction. Usually that's eight to nine years, right? A recession happens usually every eight to nine years. It's been 11 years since the last recession. And it's just been up and up and up. This has been the greatest time to be an investor, to be a business owner. It's in a way shown that it's it's covered up the fact that it's actually easy. It's easy to make money in a rising market, right? There's a, there's a phrase, I think I've heard Dave Ramsey say that even a turkey can fly in a tornado, right? Like the economy was doing so well for so long that you could open up almost any business or just throw some money at almost any stock or buy any piece of property real estate wise and it would just work. That's not because we were smart. That was just because we were in a really good economy. But my point is we've had a decade plus of massive record-breaking prosperity and now all of a sudden we're at the the end of a cliff and we're about to fall off and we're like, we have we need the government to bail us out? What happened? What, what were we all doing during those 10 years? Well, let's talk about that. There are three things that we should all have been doing. And I'm not trying to say, let's just point the finger. This is what you should have done. And I know that doesn't seem helpful, but listen, here's, here's my heart in this before we jump into the lessons. My heart is that like, you cannot go back in time and change anything you did. If you're a business owner, you can't. If you lost your job, there's nothing you can do at this point for, uh, for the past. If you wish you had invested, it's, it's too late. The past is past, but this recession that's coming, this global crisis that's coming will end. It always does. All you have to do is look back over 100 years. It always ends. And after it ends, we're going to have boom time again you will be fine. You will be fine long-term. But if you don't learn the lessons, for, we, just, we just had the greatest economy ever in the last 10 years. And it just shows that we haven't learned anything. So if we don't learn lessons from the past 10 years now, the next 10 years, we're going to have a lot of fun. And then when the next recession hits for whatever, whatever the reason will be then, we're all going to be screwed again. I'm trying to help you for your future, not make the mistakes that many of us made in the past decade. Right? That's the only way we learn as a race is like, crap, we should have done that. The, the difference between everyone saying, yeah, we should have, hindsight of 2020, and people who are successful is the people who look back and go, well, let's not make those mistakes again. Let's make changes today to ensure that that doesn't happen to us again. Because you and I cannot control the economy. We can't control how long this recession will last or whatever it will be. We can't control when things will bounce back but we can control what we do with what we have, but many of us haven't. So let's talk about the three lessons from a decade of prosperity. Lesson number one, save money. How many times do we have to say it? But you need to save money. Every single month, you need to be saving money for your personal finances, for your business's finances. Every single time you make money, you set some aside. Why? Because the future is unpredictable. Because ship happens, as me and my wife like to say around the house. And a lot of ship has just happened here. Do you know who are the people that aren't stressed out right now? People who have lots of money sitting around. And I'm not talking about wealthy, rich people. I'm talking about people who saved People with normal jobs who saved, 
who have a cushion of cash, who have assets that are intact that can sustain them for a few months or a year. That's what you and I need to be doing. We need to be saving as much money as we possibly can. Now, you might be saying, Graham, well, that's great news for a month ago, but guess what? I lost my job. I don't have any money to save now. Don't get cynical with me. This still applies to you now. Whatever money that comes in, if, if the government in the US sends us this bailout check, we're all supposed to get checks or whatever, if you get a check, save some of it. If you start an online business using the 30-day online income jumpstart guide that I just gave you, and you start to make some money, save some of it. Don't spend all of it right now, save some of it. There's a fantastically famous book, it's almost 100 years old now, George Classen's The Richest Man in Babylon. And it's a bunch of little fake parables or stories about some people in ancient Babylon and how they learned how to manage their wealth. And the, the basic rule is, and the great quote from George Classen is, I learned, I found the road to wealth when I learned that a part of all I earn is mine to keep. I found the road to wealth when I earn, learned that a part of all I earn is mine to keep. You might say, well, all of what I earn is mine to keep. No, it's not. This is what America does when they make money. They give it to other people. They give it to the IRS, the tax government. They give it to uh, their mortgage company or their landlord. They give it to the grocery store. They give it to Netflix. They give it to Walmart, Amazon, Apple, Verizon, the car dealer, student loan provider, Target. You know what if Target runs? Like you go in to get like one thing and it's always 60 bucks. You always come out spending $60 at Target, right? You, it's not yours. You earned it and then you give it away to somebody else. Well, yes, we need to pay for our expenses, but the secret to wealth is keeping back a part of everything you earn. So you bring it in and you set aside a part for yourself. It's also called pay yourself first, right? You earn something, you should be the first person that gets paid. Save money. Save money. If you are a business owner, you need to be setting aside of your, a percentage of your profit every single month into a business savings account for this express, this reason, this situation that we're in right now. If you have employees, this is even more important. If you have employees or team members that rely on your business for a paycheck and their families rely on it, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. So you want to make sure that not only do you have a stable business that can withstand a recession, but in case it can't and it's forced to be shut down by the government and there's nothing you can do about it, you need cash reserves to be able to continue to take care of your employees, to be able to continue to take care of yourself. So you can all exist even if in a holding pattern until you can start making sales again. This is what the airlines failed to do. They did not save back enough of their profit. All of the airlines have been boasting and, and, and posting record profits for years now. Where is that money now? Where is that money now? Okay, save money is the first lesson. Lesson number two diversify, diversify. Okay, because we don't know what the economy is gonna look like 
next year and five years, 10 years, 20 years, because we don't know what will hit us, what war, what pandemic, what um, political unrest, what natural disasters, right? Because we don't know. We don't know what part of our business will be affected. So for example, if your business has just one core revenue stream and that revenue stream is cut off or affected, you're in the same boat as anyone who has a nine to five job who just lost their job. That's their one revenue stream. It's cut off. They weren't diversified. They had all their chips in one basket, all their eggs in one basket. It's all or nothing. And that's very dangerous just because we don't know, right? My um, sister-in-law is a dental hygienist. It's a great profession. She went back to school, got her degree, got a great job, great paying job. And that's, that's one of those industries that they tell you, you're always gonna be in demand. It's always good to be in, like it's, it's a pretty predictable, safe industry until stupid coronavirus comes on through and all these dental offices who are just shoving their hands in people's mouths have to stop doing cleanings and normal basic stuff. I mean, a lot of uh, dental offices have shut down completely. Mine is still open for like emergencies and stuff, but all their hygienists have to go home. She's out of work for six weeks. It's not her fault. But my point is, we never know. Even dependable, predictable industries could be shut off for six weeks or a month or two months or whatever. You just never know. So if you are a business owner, you don't want to like lie to yourself and be like, oh, I have my own business. I'm fine. No one can fire me. Yeah. Until like your, your clients r- like dry up. If you're a wedding photographer, how's that going for you right now? This is a really hard time for wedding photographers. There are so many wedding photographers who have lost money on deposits, who've lost money on flowers, who all their bookings that this is like prime season. Spring is coming. What are they doing? That's hard, man. Again, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just trying to just, let's be real about what's happening. Diversifying your revenue streams as a business is really, really critical. A good example of a business that does this, and it's maybe it's a bad example because they're huge, but just ignore how big they are, is Amazon. Amazon I don't know what you think of Amazon, but they're in very multiple different industries. They are a book reseller. They are an online retailer in general. They are a grocery store because they bought Whole Foods. They are uh, in the movie and TV industry with Amazon Prime Video streaming services, and they make films and TV shows. They are in the um, IT world. They provide servers. All of your favorite brands are running their websites and running their businesses online off of Amazon's AWS branch of their business, which is their web services. They just rent server space and a bunch of other cool tools, software tools that they've made for small businesses. Dude, they make a ton of money off of that. Um, They sell devices like tablets and um, e-readers and Echoes, you know? Like, they have so many different revenue streams. Like it's insane all the different things that Amazon alone does. So if people stop buying books and goods online, for example, they'll still make money on AWS because they run everybody's websites, basically. Their servers are being rented out. They have such a diverse 
range of products and services that you may not even know about all of them and they don't care because they're selling different things to different people. It's pretty strategic, right? So if you can diversify and as you think forward with your business, you're going to get through this. But as you get through this and you're just getting through survival mode and you're you're clawing your way back into healthy territory for the next 10 years, don't rely on one main revenue stream. How can you diversify what you do? If you're a service-based business, how can you add an online passive income element to your business so that you're not screwed when this kind of thing happens, right? If I were a wedding photographer, ideally, I would also have an online photography education business. I've got YouTube videos. I would have online courses and membership sites that teach people how to, what cameras to buy, how to set the settings, how to get great lighting, how to do, you know, wedding shots, how to do portraits, how to take good pictures of your kids, how to do, how to do whatever. Um, I would have all kinds of education so that even if all my weddings got canceled, even if that was the main part of my business revenue, I would still have some online revenue coming in to at least pay my bills, at least pay the rent and some groceries so I can ride out this storm. How can you diversify? So lesson number one, save money always. It's very tempting to just live it up or reinvest everything in your business, but not have cash when times are good. When times are good is when you need to be saving because times that are going to be coming, that'll be bad. And we're in the middle of one of those seasons right now and nobody could have predicted it and nobody ever will. Number two, diversify, diversify, diversify. Never bank on one main product offering or one main service offering or one main revenue stream. Always have multiple revenue streams, right? I did an episode a while back on, I have 10 revenue streams, 10 income streams. I don't know, that, that might be excessive. I don't know, I'd love to have more. You just never know. So diversify. Okay, lesson number three, innovate or die. Innovate or die. Let's look at the movie industry for this one. Disney fascinates me. I just got finished reading Bob Iger, uh, former CEO of Disney until just recently, um, his memoir. He didn't want to call it a memoir, but that's basically what it is, right? Uh, Disney is, again, a multifaceted company with multiple investments and, and somewhat diverse revenue streams, although a lot of them are in similar industries. So a lot of them are getting clobbered. But what did Disney just launch last fall? Disney Plus, their online streaming platform to compete with Netflix and Amazon Prime and, and Hulu and, and the like, although they own most of Hulu as well. But the whole point is the whole movie industry has come to a screeching halt. Again, this stupid virus, can't have large gatherings. Movie theaters are shut down. So movie production companies and all these distribution companies who have spent hundreds of millions of dollars on these films that now they can't show in the theater, what are they doing? A lot of them are delaying them to the fall. All right, we'll just like have the James Bond movie and the new Mulan remake, like we'll make them a fall release because we need theaters to be open to like get our money back from what we put into these films. They need to sell a lot of tickets. Well, that means that there's no movies there's no box office. There's no money being made at the box office. All these movies that are made that are were already showing or should be showing are coming to a screeching halt. So people are freaking out. They're trying to either go direct to streaming, direct to Apple TV or whatever. Disney, as much as their stock is plummeting like everybody else, as much as 
they've lost a ton of money. You got to believe that they're like, thank you, Lord, that we launched Disney Plus last fall and have like what? Uh, was it 10 million, 20, 50 million subscribers, something like that? At seven bucks a month, they're doing like $100 million a month in revenue, recurring revenue because of their plat their platform. Like that was an innovation that Bob Iger had been pushing for for years. He saw where things were going. He knew that that was the future, that streaming movies is the future. He didn't know if that would completely cannibalize going to the theater or if it would just now rise to be an important component. But he and a few others realized we need our own platform. We need to not only distribute our films and license them to Netflix and other people, but we need to own our own platform where we can distribute our own video movies and TV shows so that we can create recurring revenue. They created a membership site, right? Just in the nick of freaking time for every single movie theater to shut down all over the world. They innovated. If they hadn't done that, because their parks are closed, movie theaters are closed, there's no sports on TV, so ESPN has got nothing to talk about. They own ESPN, by the way, right? Like, literally, I was watching an ESPN YouTube clip of ESPN commentators commentating on what a Fox commentator said about a player's comments. Like, how dumb are, like, this is what happens when there's no actual sports to report on. They, they have to fill the airwaves somehow. So ESPN's down. The parks aren't making any money. Their movies aren't making any money. What do they have? I mean, they got merchandise, but how many people are buying Disney toys and dresses right now? No, they're holding on to their cash. They've got Disney Plus. They've got Disney Plus. And most people aren't going to cancel Disney Plus because there's nothing else to do but stay home and watch something. And Disney Plus is a better deal than Netflix, so people are going to probably watch that. All that to say, they at least won't die. Disney shouldn't die through all of this because they innovated. They've always innovated. You go back in time, they innovated by buying ABC, the whole network back in 95 or whenever that was, the mid-90s, right? To diversify away from just films, to have an entire TV network. And then that included ESPN. So now they own ESPN, which is a very different market, right? Than their Disney Channel or Disney Junior, right? They, they now have a very different market. They opened up multiple parks in multiple uh, countries. They bought different assets like Marvel and they bought Lucasfilm so they could make Star Wars. They bought Pixar, right? So that they could have better cartoon movies because Disney animation was falling apart in the late 90s and early 2000s. They, they innovated by doing some acquisitions, but also creating better technologies, right? And Disney Plus is one of those things. Their, their, their innovations, the cruise line, they, like, why don't we create a cruise line? That's diversifying and innovating where they can like bring their movie magic on a cruise experience, their vacation experience. But again, all of those are shut down for them. Because they innovated into a completely different market, they're going to be able to survive. As a content creator in your space, wherever your space is, as an educator, as a, as a thought leader, as someone online, you need to innovate. Your content needs to evolve. Your messaging needs to evolve. Maybe the way you interact with your students needs to evolve. You need to find ways to not just stay the same because the world will continue to change. Things like this will happen. And if you are still running your business like you did 10 years ago, 
there's a good chance that you're not going to be able to survive another economic collapse because the world moves on. So it doesn't mean that you have to be all sad, like, oh, I wish things were the way they were. There's a lot of things I wish were the way they were. But what is that going to help me with? The world moves on and progresses, so I need to innovate as well. Uh, and so I'm having to do that as well. Adding new platforms and new membership sites and, and updating courses and changing the type of content I do, um, closing down products that don't work anymore, changing my positioning, changing the frequency of content, changing what I offer within my memberships, just trying new things and trying to stay relevant. And you do that by listening to what people want and, and, and seeing trends of what your current audience, what they like and how they like to interact with you and other similar content. Don't stay the same is the lesson I'm saying. Don't stay the same. So many industries are so archaic but they're profitable until this comes to a screeching halt and you start to wonder, what could some of these industries have done to innovate, to move on, to evolve, right? Apple's a good example. They have innovated away from computers. That's what they were forever. For two decades, three decades, they were a computer company. They eventually dropped the word computer from their name legally, from Apple computer to just Apple. Uh, why? Because they became so much more than a computer company. The iPhone, the iPod for one. They, they, they innovated by creating a music player. It has nothing to do with their computer. They got into the music space. They created iTunes back in the day. That was so innovative and so forward thinking back in the day to be like, how can we be the shop, the music shop for online purchasing? Because people aren't buying CDs anymore. This is like, what, 2000, 2001? Like, how can we create an online store where people buy music? It's nothing to do with Macs and computers, but they did it and they started to become a market leader in MP3 players and digital music sales because they innovated. And then the, the phone, everyone was like, well, Apple's gonna make a phone? We got plenty of, we got Blackberries. We, why do we need a phone from Apple? Dude, change the smartphone game. They created the app store, right? There was no app store for the first year or two. Steve Jobs was vehemently against the app store. So that's one of his mistakes. And, and fortunately he listened to his team. The app store, is a huge revenue stream for Apple. They created a platform that everybody's on and they allow third-party developers to make apps and they get to keep like 30% of everything these developers make for doing nothing but owning the platform. So they're selling the music, they're selling the apps and making money from it. They don't own the music or own the apps. They just, they sell them and distribute them, right? They're selling the hardware, the phones, they got into like making a new version of the phone every year. They got into leasing phones with payment plans. They've gotten, obviously, the tablets, the iPad just changed the world, the tablet game. Then they got into Apple TV. They started to be able to rent movies like iTunes and their own streaming service last year. Dude, Apple is so smart because they've innovated and created different types of products that are unrelated to other products that allow them to tap into different markets so that they can A, make more money in good times and B, not die in bad times. So we are in a, a crazy season right now. Um, next week, we're going to talk about how recessions make millionaires. So stay tuned for that um, and what you can do to become one. This is, I know this is hard for, for some of you. So please don't hear me as being insensitive. I, I'm certainly not. I'm certainly not trying to be that way. I just think that it got real. It got really real. And if you have ever 
ever thought about creating an online business and it would be nice to have an online business, there's no more time to think about it. Now is the time. Now is the time. This is going to be the best time to begin building your online business than ever before. Obviously, 10 years ago would have been the best time. Now is the second best time. That's our only option is now. And trust me when I say that this will work. There are so many people online right now. YouTube, I just read, YouTube is just uh, throttling all their um, videos so they won't play HD videos by default because there's just too many people watching videos and they're trying to just like not let the internet break. Everybody's online. Why aren't you there? You could be there right now showing up and starting to build your income stream, starting to build your online business. Yeah, it won't be six figures overnight. It won't even be five figures overnight. But you know how you start a business? You start. You just start. Stop saying, yeah, I'll get around to it. Start that thing, man. I have an entire guide for you. I want you to download it. My 30-day online income jumpstart. It is a four-week checklist to go from no audience and no money to making money in four weeks. It's free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart, please. Again, some of this isn't new material for some of you, but some of you, this is brand new. For all of you, it's condensed perfectly into a checklist that walks you through what to do week one, week two, week three, week four to get to income in week four. I want you to have it. I want you to start if you haven't already. I want you to learn these lessons from this past decade of prosperity. I mean, friend, this has been one of the greatest times to be alive and one of the easiest times to make money to ever. And we just realized the tide went out and so many business owners, so many people were swimming naked and we had no idea. Everybody looked completely covered and the water went out and we realized you were running your business paycheck to paycheck. You weren't diversified. You weren't innovating. And that's one reason why so many of these businesses are collapsing. I don't want that to be you when this next great bull market, this next great boom economy, which will come again, I don't want you to waste that. You can make lots of money in the coming years and you will, but I don't want you to waste it. I want you to go into this next season after this dark season lifts and it becomes bright again and it will. Trust me, it always does, always has. Yes, every dark time is different, but every uptime is always the same and it always comes. I don't want you to miss out on being wise during that boom time when it comes again. I want you to take advantage and have built an infrastructure and a mindset and a philosophy that is wise, saves money, diversifies, and innovates so that you can sustain your business during the next recession and the next downturn because it will come again eventually. So grab the free guide. Learn step-by-step how to launch your online business in the next four weeks. It's absolutely free. GrahamCochran.com slash jumpstart. My 30-day online income jumpstart guide. And read it and apply it. I'm here for you. Please just give me an email, Graham at GrahamCochran.com. If you need anything, if you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you're watching on YouTube, give me a like and subscribe and comment below if you're downloading the guide and following it. I'm going to be here over these next few weeks or months, however long it takes for this crazy situation. I'm going to be here creating exclusive content for you here on the podcast. Also, if you just listen to the podcast, I'm creating additional content on YouTube. I'm just diving all in, trying to help you even more. I'm going live on YouTube regularly now. So make sure you're A, you're following the YouTube channel. B, get on my email list 
at grahamcochran.com so that you'll be alerted every time I'm going live on YouTube in addition to this podcast. So I want to be able to create more content for you. There's a lot to talk about. I want to help you out every step of the way. I really think this is going to be a special time. I really think this is going to be a time where you have an opportunity to build something that five years from now, you're going to be like, thank God I built that thing because it is crushing right now. And this will be the time to get ahead of the wave. We are at the front of the wave still of online business, online information product businesses. People think that it's already come and gone. I think we're at the beginning of the wave. And I think more and more of us are going to start online businesses now. So start now. You're still at the front of the wave. GrahamCochran.com slash jumpstart. Download it, apply it. I'm rooting for you. I'm praying for you. Stay safe, wash your hands, and I'll see you on another episode real soon.